It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I got to talk. I got to tell what I feel. I Welcome, 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 everybody. Welcome to the special Tuesday night, um, November 6th, election edition. And uh, B.I.G., shout out to everybody out there who's listening to the KRP radio show tonight. This is uh, it's a little bit different, man. You know, it feels a little different doing this on a Tuesday night, even though I, I know it's election night and people are excited out there. A lot of people are going wow. 
people are really tripping. <laughs> There's a lot of people out there who are who are really pitching the fit, as as my people in the South say. People are pitching the fit about what's going on, and and you know I've been on Facebook like crazy today and on Twitter, trying my best to uh, balance the two, and uh, it's crazy. You know, it's it's real though. It's a lot a lot of things going on here. A lot of a lot of misinformation, man. I mean, it's the majority of the people out here that are that are voting are, if you ask me, it, it seems to be voting on a popularity contest type of ideal. Um, and let's just face it, man. Let's just keep it one hundred. I mean, you know, jumping right into the show. President Obama is probably the most. I'm not. I can't even say probably. He's he's the Michael Jordan of of uh, politics. You know what I mean? Um, if, if I could give President Obama any credit for anything that I know he has done, he has woken up America. He's woken up a sleeping America. Now I don't know if that was an agenda. I don't. I don't know what it was, but I definitely can tell you that he's woken up a sleeping America. Um, there there are all sorts of type of people. I mean, all sorts of people that are voting right now, all sorts of different folks who are out there voting right now, people that you would never, ever imagine uh, would cast a ballot are are voting and, and also came to vote in 2008, even though from what I can tell right now, there, there are definitely less people voting than who voted in 2008. And that seems to be a problem. But, uh, you know, yeah, if I could give the president any credit for anything that he has done I would say that, you know, he gets credit for waking up America because let me tell you, let me let me just paint a picture, just a small picture of what it was like uh, before 2008. It was a lot of people on both sides of the aisle and the aisle being Democrat and Republican. There was a lot of people on both sides of the aisle that were mad at President Obama. I'm, I'm sorry, President Bush. Um, Republicans were pissed off at him for spending. Democrats were pissed off at him for not spending enough uh, somehow. Um, he didn't seem to be uh, a true conservative, but at the same time, he carried out some conservative principles. Uh, he couldn't do enough in the Hurricane Katrina. Uh, in my opinion, didn't do enough fast enough during Hurricane Katrina. Um, but you know, to some folks, he didn't do anything. In the words of Kanye West, in in terms of black people in, in America at that time, um, George Bush didn't like black people. That's what you know. That's what was said throughout various conversations, throughout various uh, uh, public outings, like you know, like what Kanye West did. I mean, it was just a whole bunch of gibberish, man, going on in America. A whole lot of different things. We were we were coming off of the anniversary of of nine eleven. Um, and it's like, or, or the 10th anniversary of 9-11, and it's like people have forgotten about the unity, the unity that we, that we once had, like looking at this election right here, you know, all, all George, George Bush stuff aside, because today is November 6th, you know, by tomorrow or the day after we will have another president, whether we like it or not, or at least by the end of the week. We will have a new president, whether you like it or not. So, I mean, this is this is reality right now. Despite what you saw or what you believe during George Bush presidency, the reality now is that President Obama and Governor Mitt Romney are head to head, neck and neck, uh, with a slight edge to President Obama. 
uh, from the statistics that I'm looking at. And uh, and I know that some people may have Mitt Romney ahead. You know, I don't know. We, we'll get down to the statistics here in a second. I haven't been following them very close myself. Um, frankly, at the end of the day, I think America was at a point, or I think we're at a point in America where all we have is President Obama and Mitt Romney. And the truth be told, outside of just popularity, neither one of those gentlemen are who we all really want. Neither one of those guys are who we feel that best represents majority of America. The truth of the matter is we can never get a clear perception of either one of these gentlemen for how they stand, for which they stand. Um, they both flip-flop, if you want to say flip-flop. I mean, that's been a very popular term, but you know they both been flip-floppers on different things. Um, I, I personally know some people in Mitt Romney's uh, campaign staff. And, um, you know, I hear a lot of people saying that he flip-flopped, but the truth of the matter is they didn't want to give out anything that they could be attacked on. They didn't want to give out anything about their plan. I even said to someone in Mitt, Mitt Romney's campaign staff, I said, you know what? Mitt Romney don't even have a plan. You know, this, this is me. This is what I'm saying. I'm like, yo, Mitt Romney doesn't even have a plan. You know, how are we supposed to take this man serious? And he doesn't even have a plan. He keeps talking about a plan, but he doesn't have a plan. And they would respond to me, you know, very subtle. But they would always say, you know, well, we're working on something. We're working on something. And, and when we get close to the last days of the debate, uh, we'll release, you know, what Governor Romney's plans are. And, you know, I'm I'm nobody, you know, I'm nobody special. I just know a few people and a few people know me. But so, you know, I wasn't expecting them to reveal anything that they didn't reveal to the public to me as if I was someone special, That as if I deserved that honor of knowing, you know, what their inside plans were. But... I don't know. I mean, looking at America right now, this is all we got. We got a President Obama who spends more than any president ever. And we have a Mitt Romney who is not, and I repeat, who is not intact and not um, in tuned with what I believe is middle America. I, I, won't, I won't even say middle class because I, I don't I don't even think the middle class exists anymore. I think the middle class once existed, but the middle class doesn't even exist anymore. Now what we have is working class, loving, caring Americans, and there's nothing wrong with that. I think people that use the term middle class, for the, for the most part, the people that use the term middle class are people who are trying to prove a point somehow. They're going to use that to prove some kind of point saying, that yeah, he represents the middle class, he does this for the middle class. Listen, if anybody truly represented middle America, we wouldn't be in the shape that we're in. You know what I'm saying? If if people really kept it funky and really went to middle America, I'm talking about the people who are out here working in these jobs, the people who are waiting their ass in the cold lines so they can vote. If we really kept it funky and if they were really managing middle America, we would not be in the situations that we're in. Because people in middle America, you can have a conversation with. Now, we got a bunch of numbskulls out here who think they know what's going on. And then we got a lot of people out here who knows what's going on, but they won't perpetuate the real truth. So you got to tune into a show like KIRP Radio Show, the KIRP Radio Show, so you can get the truth. And, you know, the guests that I have on the show, they always bring it funky. They always keep it real, whether you like it or not. And and that's me on social media. You know, I'll keep it real whether you like it or not. I'm, I'm not going to hide behind some kind of door. You know, people ask me tonight and, and all through the day, P, you vote for Mitt Romney? Hell yeah, I voted for Mitt Romney. Did I want to vote for him? No. I didn't want to vote for Mitt Romney, but I had to. That's the choices I was dealt with. Those are the cards that I had to play with. Anyway, let me add one of my co-hosts on for the night, man. 
You guys know who she is. Most of you guys are probably tuned in to listen to her anyway. I'm, I, I'm all, I will almost go out on a limb and say that um, my sister, <laughs> my sis, is probably single-handedly, I'll say maybe with a couple more guests, but for the most part, I think she's the reason that we have over 6 million listeners right now um, solely. So I'm going to bring on a celebrity, Sonny Johnson, to the show, and it's been a while since she's been on here, but she's been busy like I don't know what. But I know a lot of you guys listening out there. So, Sonny, what's up? What's up, bro? How you doing tonight? You know, I'm doing good, even though like I haven't talked to you in forever, and you don't call me, and <laughs> I know you don't love me that much no you more. Are, you are you are <laughs> a hardworking man, and you got the wife and the kids and the radio show, you know. You know we'll get in touch when the time calls for it always. Yeah, I ain't tripping, man. I know what it is. It's all love. <laughs> it's, it's, it's real love. Like I said to some people tonight, it's real yeah, love. No. Not that That's fake. That's why we ain't got to talk in a couple months, and we'll still feel like we're right at home. So that's what no it doubt. is. Well, that's how it's supposed to be. Um, So how you been? So right now I'm kind of nerve-wracked, <laughs> but I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I ain't going to even lie, I'm kind of nerve right? But you was talking middle class, and I wanted to jump on that for a second because it's something that they're not, that most Americans aren't paying attention to. Please. When you hear Obama, you say, I look out for the middle class. I look out for the middle class. What does he immediately say after he says, I'm looking out for the middle class? Immediately after he says that, he says, teachers, firemen, <laughs> um, uh, you know, um, construction workers. He starts naming certain professions yeah. every single time. Every single profession he names is heavily unionized. He has, the Democratic Party has created a new label like what they do with every other word they have took in middle class to me government worker wow so instead of saying we are looking out for government workers which if you listen to them that's what they start naming they yeah. start naming all of these government workers these are the people that we're looking out for auto bailout these are the people that we're looking out for all unionized they are creating a new middle class by a new definition. If you are middle class now, that means you are a government worker. Now, two different points on that. Mm -hmm. What if you are, the first one is, what if you are middle class and you're not a unionized worker? What if you are a secretary that happens to work for a very successful businessman and he pays you a hundred grand? What if you are a real middle-class worker that is not unionized? What the hell has he offered for you? Nothing. He doesn't ever name your profession. He doesn't ever name you. You're going to be the ones that end up paying the, t the fees, the taxes, and the regulation costs that go into all of his wondrous and glorious plans. You will be the middle class that are paying for that. They can take every single dime from the rich, and it will not even um, cover our deficit. Not our entire budget, but our deficit. Right. They must take from the middle class. You non-unionized workers, you will be the middle class they come after. 
check that one. Now, the second point is this. The whole point is once you make this class that the middle class is, is government workers, and you, mm-hmm. say, you hear them constantly say, we, we want more government workers, government can do this, government can do this. What they're doing is creating a, what, a permanent middle class. Now, what America is supposed to be is that no one is stationed to be in one point for all of their life. It doesn't matter where you're born, your point can change. What they're doing is saying, no, here is your ceiling. This is your middle class ceiling. And the minute you pass this ceiling, you become a villain. No upward mobility. The idea is not about bringing more people from the bottom up. It is about bringing more people from the top down. And all you're going to get is more poor people. And that's why when you see that little sign it be on Facebook, I just like to click it every time. Obama so loved the poor that he created millions of more. Whew. That's a whole new outlook, Sonny. I, I mean, man, I, I, would, I, I would love to expand on that because for one is truth. Um, It's like a takeover of the unions. Well, okay, at least in North Carolina. Okay, I I know a little bit about the rest of the nation. You you got Wisconsin. You definitely got the East Coast. California is is ridiculous. It's like a takeover of the unions, and that unionized money and that unionized mob. I call them a mob because that's what they are now. They take that same money that the unions have and that they get, and who do they give it to, Sonny? Like who who do they, they give, give that it. money to? They give it right to the politicians to put them back in place. So the same politicians that they're donating <laughs> these money, this money to are the ones who are negotiating their contracts. Oh, my God. Okay? So you pay them. To yeah. put you, you pay them to put them into office, and then they negotiate your contracts. This is why so many states are facing bankruptcy. And if you look at the states that are facing bankruptcy, they are the states that are these heavily unionized, liberalized states. Absolutely. Illinois, California, New York, every single one of them. Look what they did to Detroit. Every single thing they touched. Every single thing they put their hands on, they do not make it prosper. They make it crumble. We have proof in our own country about the effect that they have. Look at what they did. Think about California when you were eight years old. Mm-hmm. You remember when you would think about Hollywood when you were eight years old and you were, it was so big and majestic and you wanted like, oh, Oh, you yeah. don't have that feeling anymore because oh, no. everybody is fleeing <laughs> California. They are running from California because of the taxes, because of the financial situation, because of what liberalized policies have done to California. People are running from there. Right. And that is what this country is becoming. Wow. KRP Radio Show. Y'all know how it is when we get Sonny on the show, man. Sonny Daniels and me. We crunk, man, because... It's election night, November 6th, and uh, I know they're saying, Sonny, I I know they're saying it's too close to call, but, I mean, you know, like I know, it's it's, it's not looking real good right now for Governor Romney. It's looking like 
President Obama might take this thing. I mean, it's looking a lot like President Obama's got this thing in the bag. If I must use my little bit of expertise in reading the polls, what do you think? I'm I'm sitting there looking at it too that Romney has to run a stretch to even. I mean, he has to run a stretch, but he got to run to Boston. Let's call it what it is. Yeah, I mean, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And but yeah. I was never the biggest Romney fan. No, hell so, no. I mean, come on. We Anybody with common sense know that. <laughs> but here is, here is what I think Romney's downfall. A lot of people are like, he wasn't aggressive enough. He didn't attack enough. He didn't, um, you know, do these things enough. I don't think that that's it. I believe every single person has a person. Now, I am an individualist. I, I think you are, are an individual that God created perfectly and perfect. And that's for every single person on the face of this earth. You are perfectly imperfect by God's creation, and you should love yourself for it. That's right. And what Romney is is he's not that aggressive man. He's not that 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 cool guy. He's he's none of that. He is. I see a problem. I fix a problem. That's what I do. But the other side of him as far as what he did with his faith, as far as what he did um, with his inheritance, about as far as what he did with his um, church work, with his missionary work. He didn't want to talk about any of that. And that was his humility. And the thing about the American people is we like people who self-grandize. Yeah. Yeah. We like people. So you have Obama who can go out and give a speech that says, I, a hundred times, yeah. And yay, yay, everybody's cheering, but you have a man who has the humility that he won't do that, no matter how many people tell him he should, that he mm-hmm. won't do that, based mm-hmm. just on on his upbringing and the humility he has to let other people speak to speak for him as opposed to on um, him speaking out for himself. And if anything, I think that that was the biggest disconnect that Romney had from from every, from every the American people is that he didn't self-grandize. And I think that if they had did more of that, because you still have people now who don't know that they're like, well, he was, you know, he, he was given his money. He didn't work for his money. No, the money that he was given, he gave it away. Yeah. And he started from scratch, and he built it himself. Yo, who and, does that? Who do, who yeah. really does that? You can't get somebody to give yeah. you $5 out here where I'm from, more or less to give you an yeah. inheritance away. And most of us don't even get a damn inheritance. Pardon my language. Yeah, but that's not even a point. And most of us who would get an inheritance, even – and I'm, I'm for an inheritance. I want to leave an inheritance for my child. Depending that she is in the right frame of mind – to accept it, don't right. get me wrong. Right. Because if she, yeah, if she expected it, like I supposed to give it to her, I let, I, you know, make sure she know before I go that it's going to a charity or something like that. But if she is in her right frame of mind and she has followed the rules and she has done the things that I have taught her to do, I want to leave an inheritance to my child. So it's not even that. But most of us who would get it. If you were given a million dollars today, oh, think about it. If you were given a million dollars <laughs> today, how many of us would have a million dollars next year? That should be the question. 
How yeah. many of us, I like to use Jay example, put me anywhere on God's green earth and I'll triple my work. How many of us would say it? How many of us would do it? Those were wow. things that we looked up to. Those were things that we aspired to. Yeah. But when you have a Mitt Romney that won't speak on those things, that won't reach people in that place, then that's the problem. Well, it's a, it's a disconnection. You know what I'm saying? It's definitely a disconnection. Uh, majority of the people just aren't like that. Like, I think I think it was you. Yeah, it was me and you. We were talking about um, how President Obama, we, we were looking at uh, Colonel West, and we were looking at President Obama, and just, the, the, and I love Colonel West, man. Matter of fact, shout out to Alan West, man. Love that dude. Real good dude, matter of fact. Real strong black man, by the way. And, um, but we were just talking about them singing. And, and I know it sounds like, you know, real petty, but when you have a, a Colonel West who's singing Pretty Woman, and then you got a President <laughs> Obama who's singing, uh, what, what was he singing? It's some, one of the Al Green joints. Yeah. Uh... It, it's, it looks cool, though. I mean, it looks cooler. It, you know, people connect with it. And, and we know it's true because commercials do the same thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is what we see, no, man. No, we see, like, like, I don't want Romney to try to sing Al Green. No, not, not me, Romney. I'm just talking hey, about the disconnect, though. Hey, you know what I mean? Would it hurt to, to, to be like, 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 seriously, Romney should have, like, drove through <laughs> campaign spots in, like, his Lambo. Like, I, 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 I use Jay for an example all the time because he's one of the most recognizable ones. But you remember in, in early Jay, in Reasonable Doubt, and and value one. How did he get him? He said, "I came in, I flossed, I showed them the potential, and I got him." That's what Mitt Romney should have done. Yeah. He should. This is the no, 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 no. Don't look at the free cell phone. Look at the Lambo. Yeah, <laughs> I can tell you how to get the lamb. <laughs> don't look at the Obamacare. Look at my mansion. Let me show you the difference. Go he used the game. What Jay said, let me use the game to show you the difference of the streets and the fame. I mean, come on, it's what it is. It's what we like. That's what it is. That's capitalism. I can guarantee you if you can sell America capitalism, but you cannot sell them bullshit. And that's the point. <laughs> they want to sugarcoat it. They want to target it to women. They want to target it to minorities. They, nobody wants to be broke. Women, okay, lady parts and lady smarts. Here it goes. So you had a Michelle Malkin thing. Um, the Obama administration wants to make this election about the lady parts. You know, vote with your vagina. Vote on women's rights. You know, Okay, so Michelle Malkin came out and said, don't vote with your lady parts, vote with your lady smarts. That was smart. Yeah, but eh, how about this? As a female, tell me what your lady parts like. <laughs> Do your lady parts like the guy with the EBT card or the black card? Do your lady parts like the dude that lives in Section 8 housing with his mama or the one that owns his own property? Mm. Do your lady parts like the dude that's delivering pizzas or the one that's the CEO of the company? Mm. So maybe you're not looking at the best thing for your lady parts 
when you sitting up there thinking that the only thing that matters is um, what you can get from somebody else to take care of them. Because here's the simple fact of the matter. Birth control is $12 a month. Dude, if you cannot afford $12 a month to put me on birth control, why am I messing with you? That should be the question. That's serious. Welcome to the show, Kevin Daniels. How you doing, my brother? This dude at campaign party can't hear nothing. We gonna we gonna squeeze him off for a second. We also gonna welcome to the show, Thomas. What's up, baby? Mr. Smith. Okay, maybe we lost both of them, Sonny. I don't know what the deal's going on. Welcome to the KRP Radio Show, baby. Six one nine six three eight eight five five nine. Me and Sonny Johnson on here. We're holding it down. We just lost Kevin Daniels. Special election night. And we're just talking about different things, man. You know, you guys are welcome to call up, voice your opinion. We got a call from somebody out of the 405. We're going to the 405. Call you on, on the air with Pudgy and Sonny Johnson. What's up? Good evening, Pudgy. Good evening, Sonny. How y'all doing? Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, I've been listening to this, and wow, there's a lot of strong comments made, you know, about about something. You know, y'all been touching on a few things, you know. Mm-hmm. One thing I got to get with Sonny about, because I don't even know if you know this about me, man, but I'm not I'm not for birth control. She just hit that birth control thing, man. Mm-hmm. We're really stupid to the Bible, I believe. Mm-hmm. The Lord says that we're supposed to be fruitful and multiply, man. Right. You know what I'm saying? We're supposed to be bringing up righteous seeds. And how can we do that, man, with the, with the onset of eugenics? What they done to our people, man, it ain't nothing but a big philosopher. They don't want us to make beautiful black babies, man. That's a whole part of that's a that's a systematic plan. So why would you want to go can... directly against God? Hold on, Sonny. I know, How, why I, would you want to go directly I can I can agree with you, but I will put it to you like this, and I'll stand on God and I'll fight that fight with you. But a whole bunch of people are not in that fight with us. You know, and the way our laws are set up, we are not ruled by religion. And even though as individual voters, religion should guide our vote, our our actual government structure is not built up on religion. And that was done for a purpose so that even well, if there they are well, people. Well, to have them, the, 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 the original drafters of the Constitution, Said that it was actually brought up, brought up off of the off from the Bible itself. From a moral you know? standpoint, and actually the way the way it was drafted, from all these amendments that have taken place, it was actually closer to it than what it is to what we have nowadays. Actually, and, but really, but that's so. that's like that's like ignoring with, the with fact me, of why with, with came me, here. With me, even even in my wrong, with even in, in my wrong. I, there is no bust with God to me. There is no bust. I cannot say that it's just what it is. Either it is or it ain't. And I'm not with that. And, I have and, a daughter. And, you know and what as I mean? an individual, and, as an individual. No, 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 no. Right. I'm, I, you have, I, I mean, you know, as an individual, that's that's every single right. But if you have another American citizen standing beside you who is an atheist, and doesn't think like you do, then y'all have to argue and fight over the laws. That is the system that we live in. So like I said, oh, yeah. I'll fight with you. I'll fight with you, but I'm not going to take away their their 
argument say, to say that they had a right to argue. Everyone has the right to argue, and that's the point that I'm making. You're going to have that argument no matter what you as an individual believe or I as an individual believe. Other individuals are going to have this argument. So oh, we yeah. have to be able to respond to that argument. Let me let me let me change the tune for a second. Let me let me ask y'all this right here. Why in America right now? Why does Americans believe that the government can? And I'm not trying to get on this rich poor thing, man. I ain't even trying to go there. All right, I'm not trying to go there tonight. All I'm asking is, why don't people actually see that the government cannot provide us with jobs? Like, why do people actually? People have stood me down. That the government can provide us with jobs. A, a business owner told me today, this man makes almost a million dollars a year. I won't put his name out there or anything like that. For a good friend of mine, he says that he believes Obama can supply jobs through the through the through the, uh, uh, the meaningless of the government, or he can use the government to provide jobs because he's seen construction go on from coast to coast. So. Is that true? And and if if it's true, how does that happen? Sonny, I'm gonna let you go. How does the government provide jobs? Basically, jobs that will fulfill America. That's my ultimate question. That's what everybody's talking about. This is what people are complaining about. People are hurt. Folks don't have jobs. They I hear a lot of talk about there are jobs out there from so many different people and so many different groups. I see the jobs reports talking about percentages and this, that, and the third. But every time I go to the unemployment office or every time I'm around people at an unemployment office, every time I get applications in, I'm seeing disparities from when the last time folks have worked. I'm seeing three years, two years, four years. One thing, people, not just black people, just people, period, are disenfranchised. They don't have the education to actually fill those slots of the jobs that are available most of the time, you know? Right now, they're talking about energy. They're going to need, like, I think, I don't know how many tens of thousands of welders for the solar projects they have in, in place right now. People are not, they're not training the children. I'm a firm believer in VOTEC. I, I believe that no child should actually leave high school without some type of trade. Mm-hmm. And even here in Oklahoma, I saw that through what they did with, in the schools here in the last 30 years. The high school that I attended, which my uncles went to, before you left that high school, you had not one, but you had two trades that paid sure. very well. Now, when I went to high school there, they had a systematic thing. You had to maintain a high CRB average and also get selected to go to Votech. So they made it like uh, they made it. They, they put a they put a price on being able to go today. So you see how things can change from where it's the norm to where it's, it's treated something like it's special, or you have to earn it, or you have to be favored into this thing, grandfathered into it. So, yeah, that, and that's what's going on with, and when you go to the unemployment office. I don't care where you've been. Where you at North Carolina, I'm in Oklahoma, out in L.A., whatever. If you don't meet the qualifications, you are not going to get the job, period. So we can talk about a job creating creating jobs or whatever, there's only going to be certain people to fill it. I made an interesting post on my, on my uh, Facebook page today. Why, you know, and get, get offended if you want to, why is FEMA only old white people? You know? I, I don't know. I, I, yeah, no, I'm here. I'm, I'm, I'm listening to you, yeah, brother. I'm, yeah, just, I'm yeah, running yeah. it all I mean, people, my don't, I mean, people don't ask these questions, and I right? get to see FEMA in its early stages because of the Oklahoma City bombing. 
I was eating eating with some of these same people that was, you know, some of the first people that were employed by FEMA, you know, mm-hmm. and they were all older white people that had had I, former government jobs. Here's the, here, here's the deal. The whole deal is the premise of the question. Mm-hmm. The whole deal is the, the whole deal is the premise of the question. We are no longer creators. We want something created for us, and that is the pro. If you want to know why we don't have growth in this country, and why we don't, why we're not running at our full potential, is because you actually have people who think that they have to sit around and wait for a job. They actually think that they have to sit around and wait for someone else to create a job. Now, let me understand. If you're not lucky enough, if you're not lucky enough to get one of the lifetime jobs, government jobs, you know, those ones you get in and you can't be fired from, if you're not lucky enough to get one of those jobs, then the other jobs you get are the construction jobs, the temporary jobs. These are all temporary jobs. So if they say, okay, well, we're going to go and fix this road, mm-hmm. that means you're going to be working for four months. Right. Yes, okay, I'm, I'm happy that you're working for four months, and for four months you can feed your family. But do you realize that after that, what are you going to do? What is the next thing that you're going to do once the road is fixed? And and that's the issue is that we are sitting in a place where we know four months down the road we won't have a job anymore. And we're not like, well, let me start creating my own construction company in the time being. Let me start doing my handyman, fix it, whatever it is that I can do. Let me start that now so when four months Man. come and I don't have a job, I'm set up. We are not right. the creators anymore. We want hmm. things created for well, Sonny, us. Sonny, we and don't have communities that, anymore. We don't have communities anymore. You don't have a community to, to go to with your, with your skill or your service. What do you have? Everything. No, everything. I don't, no, 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 no. The CD man is doing okay. <laughs> the dude that sells records is doing okay. The dude that the, the dude that comes through and sells your hair products and jewelry and rings, he's doing okay because the community is there. Our ability to utilize what we already have. If you took just the black community in America as a whole and took our economic power, we would be ranked 12th in the world. You spend $506 billion. in this country. Yeah, but how much, is, how much do we spend in our own communities, though? How many times does the, that dollar turn in our, in our I, own I, neighborhoods? Though? I'd say less than That's one the thing. I'd say less that than one. Is the issue. That's the problem because, right there. Because we don't take that money and create with it. We take that money and we buy what someone else has created. That's the point. We don't take the money that we have and create for ourselves. Look at every other every other ethnicity in this country builds for itself. We don't. We would rather, instead of creating for ourselves, we would rather go and spend our money on something that someone else has created. That's, and that's that right. Here's the thing, though. I'm, 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 I'm from the state where there was a black Wall Street, Ooh. you know, 
which was bombed. Uh-huh. You know? Okay. Same here, brother. We so, had one too. Durham and NC. Let's get it. Yeah, yep. we can do it. Right, okay. Uh, that's cool. That's cool. This is my thing, though. We know all this. What this is what gets me right here. We have a billionaire. In my opinion, Oprah's probably the most powerful person, probably next to the Pope. She's a black billionaire woman. Okay, how much more powerful can you get? Okay, we have all these millionaires, multi-millionaires. Some of them damn near billionaires themselves. Why don't we have our own emporium? There are very basic things that we need as a people. We know we, we our bodies require, we, we like oil. We like, we like different things that fix up our houses. Why don't we have our own emporium coming straight out of Africa, out of South America? Why are we so dependent on these other nationalities to bring things to our immediate neighborhoods? That pisses why? me off. Why why can't it be from other Americans? Why we gotta go to Africa and, and South America? We can do it for well, I'm us. talking about I'm talking about it? imports. I'm talking about well, imports. Everything imports. everything we get right now is imported for in well, America. Hold on, we hold on. Let me let me let me let me bring it back to a hold. Six one nine six three eight eight five five nine. You're on the KRP radio show with Pudgy. Got my man original on here and the most famous Sonny Johnson is on the air with us tonight, too, folks. Check us all out, man. We're on Twitter, at simple K-I-R-P radio show. Look us up, add us, make a comment, whatever you got to do. We'll try to get to you. You can also find Sonny on Twitter, at Sonny with an O-S-O-N-N-I-E. Johnson, you should know how to spell it, all one word. Also, at NC Pudgy, that's me also on Twitter. If you're on Facebook, it's facebook.com backslash K-I-R-P radio show. Don't forget to give us a comment, leave a name, do something. And we got a nonprofit. That we do. It's called I Love Being a Black Father. So all you guys out there that's talking and all you people out there that's not doing, that's a nonprofit. Show some love. We don't ask for your money. We just want you to bring your kids out and have a good time. That's all we ask. That's what we want to do. That's what we advocate. Nothing but love, peace, and having a good time. So anyway, let me ask you all this, right? Well, first, I got to take a call, and I'm going to keep you two on because this this is good commentary. I definitely want to get back to this jobs thing because I don't think that we capture the essence of the question or the essence of what uh, voters have been asking and what they've been voting for. Voters are voting for President Obama, obviously, because they want jobs. At least that's what they say. At least that's what we. I think. So going to a call out of 252, I got a few. Uh, last three digits, 777. Lucky 7, how are you? Hello? Hello. Yes, uh, this is Shaquille Hari, Pudgy. Hey, Shaquille, how are you, sir? I'm doing well, and I was uh, listening to your question, and you were talking about why don't we no longer focus on things like innovation. And so today uh, we had a survey in my class, and actually 90% of students voted for socialism over capitalism. And so why do you have that? It's because we're no longer being taught about capitalism. You know, we were looking at monopolies and things like that, and our teachers were telling us that, uh, you know, socialism is – pretty much better than capitalism. So we should, you know, import and have this uh, more capitalism system that's set up, but it's set up overseas, more so globalization. Mm. And so the problem that you're looking at is that it's no longer been taught in schools. And so the philosophy that you have in schools today is, you know, the philosophy of government tomorrow because we're your next leaders. Wow. And so basically you're bringing up socialist leaders. Is that what your friends think, Shaquille? Is that what 20-something-year-olds think, is that the government should provide for us and it's okay that we work for what they provide? 
Uh, yes, well, I believe that that's what we're being taught, and that's what we see. Then I believe, you know, that's pretty much what's happening now. Wow, but that's this amazing. Is, this is the thing is, it's, it's dangerous. The game that they're playing with this indoctrination is very, very dangerous because what they've done is they've set themselves up to be in, in power as totalitarianism, but they based it on a shield that you'll still have your freedom. Mm-hmm. And there's no way that they can do both. And I think that that's what the American people think, that they can still have their freedom and they can have socialism, that that they can still say what they want to say and they can still you know, have their First Amendment rights and their Second Amendment rights and, you know, their Fourth Amendment rights and fit, that they can still have all of these things. But you can't. And still be under the socialist system. They think that they can have their cake and eat it too. And history has history has proven time and time again it does not work. There is not one country or civilization that has ever been or that is on the face of this earth right now where that system has worked. More often than not, it leads to, let's just say, a a society cleansing where millions of people die. That's what it leads to if you look at history. That's what we're on the air right now, right here in America right now anyway. Red Dawn is coming to America. You have too many U.S. citizens that uh, that are they're not going to give up the weapons. They're just not, they're where not. I live, part of the country where I the part of the country where I live at. It's not happening. You know, it, it's just not why, happening like that. And that's why you have the states. You can tell which states have their gun rights, and then you have which states don't. And then look at those states and see how they represent in color, whether they're red or blue. People who understand that it is it is it is about freedom. It's like living in your mother's house versus having your own apartment. If you're in your mother's house, you have to live by your mother's rules. So yeah, your food is free. Um, yeah, she washes your clothes, but yeah. you got to be in by ten. You can't have friends over. You can, you know what I'm saying? She has yeah. rules, and you have to live yeah, by real her good rules. Well, you like it but or not. when you move out and you're on your own, it's hard. You have responsibilities. You have to pay your own bills. You have to make sure that you can eat. But the flip side is you do what you want. You come where you want. You you know, you make your rules and decide what your life is. And that's the difference. Many of us are choosing to live in our mama's basement instead of taking the risk of going and living by ourselves. Woo. Yeah, very good you analysis. Got, got, I, I like that. Some love on that. that. I mean, you know, okay, okay, listen. I got to play devil's advocate because I don't have anybody else on here to do it. And this is hard for me because y'all know where I stand. Um, There are people, there are voters out here that are going or I'm sure listeners out here that just won't call in, but they're saying right now, she's crazy. He's crazy. Pudgy's crazy. That's not going to happen. 
they're not going to enslave us. That, that's what people are saying right now. They, they're not trying to enslave us. Uh, they're really saying all that the president or Mitt Romney or, or any government official, people are really saying that what they're trying to do is take care of us. This is what people are saying. Now, me being who I am, I can't tell where they're trying to take care of us at. I'll look at – I'm glad you used the analogy of, of being in your mom's house because that's how I look at the health care bill. And I know I, I know everybody are, are cringing their teeth right now and, and mad at me right now because I'm going to bring this up. But I can't help it, okay, because this is election night. It's looking like President Obama's got this in the bag as far as I can tell. I'll read the poll results off here later. I'm getting updates by the minute. Um, President just took Pennsylvania. Well, I guess he took that at 8 o'clock. But anyway, listen, health care bill. For which, I, for the way that I understand the health care bill, it's basically going to be no choice. You have to no. take health care. You have to. You got no choice in the matter whatsoever. If you're an employer, you have to offer health care. If you're an employee, you have to accept health care. No one cares yeah, if you get the flip it. side of that. There's a flip side of the budget. What's now that? you know what employers are doing. They're not giving you 40 hours no more. They're hiring you in the 25. They're hiring you in the 25. And that's why, but no, and, and that's why in the health care bill they put it that way. They, Americans have come to the point where the poorest of our poor has flat screens, TVs, and iPhones. Okay, like we we have poor people that have a cell phone in their pocket, and they had a cell phone in their pocket before the government owed, um, offered them a free one. They found a way to have a cell phone because that's what we do as Americans. We find a freaking way. But where we are right now, we think that, we can get something for free. And this is this is like a battle that I'm having with my daughter constantly now. It's because my daughter doesn't didn't have to live how I lived. I have provided a better life for my daughter financially than was provided at, to me at her age. Right. And I, I only say this because the other night um, we were, I made steaks. And so she was like, I was at Grandma's house the other night, and I got so mad at Grandma because Grandma made me a sandwich, and it was a <laughs> nasty sandwich. It had nasty bread, and it had nasty mayonnaise, and it was just nasty. And she sat in front of me, and she ate a steak. <laughs> and I looked, and I laughed at my daughter because I remember as a kid, mm -hmm. you got the damn sandwich and the adults got the steak. You didn't get the steak. You 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 didn't get the, the T-bone. My daughter has eaten T-bones since she could chew. Oh. And so, it's, and then not to say it like I got it like that, but no, every you. once in a while... Gotcha. Every once in a while, when you want to do something nice to, you know, what I'm saying, cook Sunday dinner, I can I can swing that every once in a while. So she knows it. So she looking at that steak and she mad because she like I should be able to have that steak. And I had to slap her in the reality that like you don't realize how good you have it. Yeah. And that's where we are. We don't realize we always want more. We can always have more. And if you're working for that, so be it. But if you okay, think right. that someone else now, let, let deserves me hear, to give it to you, 
let me hear, Sonny. You talked about so much. We're talking about material things. All right, my son has all that, you know, the iPhones and the, I guess the $300 tennis shoes or whatever they're ordering off- offline or whatever. But what is that? And he lives in a pretty good neighborhood. But I, I observe what's going on with these young boys, these young black boys, and I'm in a lot of places, okay, in the country. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing. They stress the hell out. <laughs> they get basically got PTSD. So if you have all these material things, but you're dealing in an urban environment that's stressing you out, what is your quality of life? What type of quality of life do you really have? Are they, are they stressed oh, out because they can't keep up? Is that what you're saying? They're stressed out because they're forced they to keep up with it? They're stressed out because they're trying to keep up with the Joneses right now. You mm-hmm. know, if you don't have a Hollister shirt and, uh, the, you know, the new Nike that Jordan put out, you know, last week, you know. The girls with, don't the, look at you the same. The, the girls yeah, don't look at yeah, you the yeah, same. Yeah, yeah, kids yeah. don't look at you the same. And you are completely right. But you know what? That's why I love men. That's why I love Kevin. That's why I love Pete. I love men. I love men who realize that the quality of their madness is making sure their woman is smiling. Their kids are happy. And they go out in the world and they create for themselves and they look at themselves in the mirror and they see achievement. And they don't mark it on their cars or their clothes or their devices. Men, true will men market on being providers of, of of being stability, of being the head of their household. Now I know you all have the women coming, no, I do this and I do that. Okay, you find you a single mother, do you wonder why? Because it comes <laughs> To a point of freaking humility. Who do you want? The reason, if you don't let a man into your life that says, relax, let me handle this for a minute. It don't make you no less of a woman to have a man beside you. That is what feminism has done. It has killed them. I want my man so freaking strong beside me, and then I want to get on stage, and I want to make an entire room stand up. It makes him no less of a man, me no less of a woman, and we walk out together as a strong unit. Look at it. If anything about Obama and Michelle, that is the one thing I'm – look at it. Is she any weaker as a woman because her man is strong? Nah. No. And that's what what we're running from. We are running from being happy. Wow. Nah, you know, we're running to individualism, Sonny. And I I, I, got to use this as an example. No, 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 Eddie Murphy gave us a very good example of that in the early 80s when he gave the example about his dad throwing his weight around in the house, saying it was his house, and if you didn't like it, you could get out. Mm-hmm. That was like the that was like the like the the very beginning was when welfare came into place. And the, the thing that really put it, which welfare came into place, I think 75, 76 real heavy, where yeah, the in man the had to get out the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, well, no, wait, let me, no. If you don't think 
all of this, all of this is shaped, all of this is shaped by the same people who want, look, like now, they have laws. Like, I was the same way. My dad, you know, you can get the fuck out. And on more than a couple of occasions, I left. You know what I'm saying? On more than a couple of occasions, I freaking left. And I left home for good when I was 16. So I had graduated and everything, but I left home for good when I was 16. So... All of that, you know, that, 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 it wasn't for me. I realized at a young age that I wasn't going to be living by someone else's rules. And and that's the difference. If you, that's what, to me, what individualism is. And that's, that's why I snapped off when I was like, I'm protective of that word. Because as an individual, I think that the best thing that I could do is explore my talent. Find out that thing that I'm good at, which I've done, and look at the success I've gained just because I let myself try it. I didn't yeah, say you know what? For and that's this. cool. And that's cool. And that's I'm always a person. I'm always a person, person finding themselves like that. What I was more or less referring to is individualism so far to where it damages the family, to where you don't have a family structure anymore. And mm-hmm. another thing is, what is success if you don't have anybody that's- to share it with? What Amen is if you got a, if you're living in a a three hundred uh, three hundred fifty thousand dollar house with a Pomeranian and, and popping Percocet? Really, for real? I mean, and, and that's, <laughs> yeah. that's the level that we that's the level what? that a lot of us is on right now. You know, if you yeah, if the family's got we got to maintain a family structure. If we gonna have anything, we got to have a family structure. And I believe it starts with the marriage. At this point, is not maintaining; it's rebuilding. And and like exactly. I said, I think I think more than anything, it's nothing that. Well, it's not to say that it's nothing, but it's nothing that I'm going to be able to do to help that. I think it's what P is doing. With I love being a black father, and what other black men are going to do because. Right now, the structure of a man in the image of society is is the pimp. Like it is like you want to get the most girls you can get. You want to have, you know. It it ain't even. And I read something the other day, and it 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 really clicked with me. Is that a lot of men? The reason that they do, um, they have so much, you know, they go out and they want to conquer as many women as possible. It's because they feel so inferior everywhere else.
you're, don't worry about being. You stay in your lane. You know, I'm original. You be you. You know. Six one nine six three eight eight five five nine. Pardon me, sir. So eleven o'clock on the hour, man. I got to go to commercial with you guys on the air. I also want to welcome Kevin Daniels and the Disciple One to the air. We're just gonna take like one minute to go to this commercial because I got an ultimate question. It, you know what? This was supposed to be about uh, the election, and, and and it is somewhat. But I really got a serious question because I, here is something that I'm going to be focused on and that, I, that I've always been focused on, which is the community. But something I'm going to be focused on a little bit more next year, and that is being out in the community and building on this uh, momentum that we got from the election. I, I, I wonder, my question is, how can we build off this, this energy? I'm going to tell you how. When, you, when we come back, I'm going to tell you how. Yeah, we got to go to commercial, right. so we'll be right back. Welcome to the show, The Disciple One and my man Kevin Daniels Five. Check him out on Twitter, at Kevin Daniels Five, president of the Frederick Douglass Foundation. Baby, we do a B-I-G. Also got to give a shout-out to my people out there at Duke University, North Carolina Chapel Hill, all my HBCUs, North Carolina A&T. Shout-out to my brother, Rashad Woods, my partner, vice president of the Love and Father Society, and I love being a black father, always doing a B-I-G, and a proud owner of the company called A Travel Beyond, which he co-owns with his wife, Contessa Woods, and they do big things. As a matter of fact, in just a couple weeks, we're going to where? Bahamas. Uh, uh. We're going to the Bahamas. While y'all cold, we're going to be in the Bahamas, and we're going to be rocking. But anyway, shout out to Travel Beyond. We do a VIG. We'll be right back after this one commercial. Shout out to my man, Dan Force. Let's bring it home, baby. Sixty thousand North Carolina families are affected by autism. One out of every one hundred ten children born today will be diagnosed with autism. If you have any questions or need support, we can help. The Autism Society of North Carolina can be reached at eight hundred four four two two seven six two. Again, that's eight hundred four four two two seven six two. Remember, 60,000 North Carolina families are affected by autism, and one out of every 110 children born will be diagnosed with autism as well. If you need to reach them by the web, the address is www.autismsociety-nc.org. You can also reach them on Facebook, Twitter, and you can reach them on YouTube. Love somebody today. Remember this number, 9.8. That's not the time on the shot clock or the seconds left in the game. It's not the number of times I will light you up. Nah, 9.8 isn't any of that. It's ounces. And that makes this the lightest ever. Welcome back. We got a heavy hitter squad tonight, man. And I know it's election night. You know, there's a lot of things going on. I see the polls and there's some sad folks out here, man. I, I know there's some sad people out here right now. But you know what? It is what it is, man. This election has been a good learning experience for a lot of us out there. 
lot of people have been active. I hope folks continue to be active in the electoral process and continue to uh, rock their vote, man. I mean, there's a lot of people out here voting that never voted before, and I think it's a beautiful thing. But the ultimate question for me um, is how can we build upon this momentum that this presidential race, because it's not even about the House and the Senate to most people who don't understand what's at stake. Okay, there's a degree of people who know what's at stake, who who strategically paid attention to what was going on with their House representatives in the Senate, and and you know they voted for that, and they went into the ballot booth knowing the ballot box, excuse me, knowing who exactly they were going to vote for, why they were going to vote for them, why they weren't going to vote for the opposition. But to a lot of us out there, and that's no disrespect to anybody, because I, I you know, everybody who's legal deserves the right to vote. But uh, to a lot of us out there, it seemed to be a little bit of a popularity contest. Uh, I'm right. You're wrong. I, I need to Google this fact and, you know, let's debate about it. OK, I won today. I didn't win yesterday, but I won today or whatever. Seems to be a popularity thing. But one thing out of this, and which is amazing to me, is that there's a huge wave of momentum behind this. And I want to know how we can build off this momentum and keep people engaged and do the same type of things in our communities. I want to welcome to the show my brother Kevin Daniels, uh, president of the Frederick Douglass Foundation. How you doing, brother? Yo. What's up? <laughs> also want to welcome to the show. I'm good, man. I'm, I'm trying to line all you guys up, man. We got we got a serious conversation. I hope we can get down to this and, and just throw some ideas together. Also got a weapon, welcome to the show, the Disciple One. How are you, brother? Oh, what up, Pudgy? How you doing, bro? Good, man. Good you could be on tonight. Also, welcome to the show, Sonny Johnson. Back with me, my sis. What's up? What's up, Chelsea? What's up, Kev? Yo, yo, I just want to go back, man. Y'all, y'all, y'all over here bugging, man. Y'all, <laughs> y'all, y'all conservative, y'all conservative people. Uh-oh. We talking about all this freedom and liberty, and I heard somebody close. <laughs> Yo, we just want we just want we just want to be equal, man. That's all we're looking for. Somebody mentioned healthcare. All yeah. we want is equal access, man. We want to be able to have the same ability to get the same type of resource and the same type of things that everybody else got. I don't understand why is it so hard for y'all to understand that. Y'all out here bugging me. Can I ask you to that, Pudgy? Hey, what's up with y'all, man? Pudgy, can I speak to that? Hey, you know yeah, what? Hey, you know what? Let me let me look. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna get all you guys. I'm gonna get all you guys back here in just a second. But I also want to welcome to the show my brother original, all the way from Oklahoma. How, we, how are you, brother? I'm great. I'm great. Greetings and salutations. Okay, I thought we dropped you, man. But Sonny, go ahead. I, I guess disciple one, Sonny. One of you guys want to address what Kevin Daniels just said? It's amazing coming out of his oh, mouth. No, no I want to give you. <laughs> I agree with addressing because it's too funny to me right now. But I want to give you a talking point. Because I want to predict the future. I'm going to put on my genie, my, my, my little magic hat, and I'm going to predict the future like I miss Cleo. What I think will happen is, in the next decade under Obamacare, what you will find is you will have a new civil rights argument. And the new civil rights argument will be why are they letting all the old black people die? And and it will be the same thing. Those who are poorest will still not have access to the best care. The people who are rich will still pay for their care. They'll still get the best care no matter what. Obamacare does not change that. But it does ration care. 
So if your grandmother, your black grandmother that you just want equality for goes in and she said needs a transplant of some sort, they're not going to give it to her because it doesn't make financial sense to them. That is the new purpose of health care, to make financial sense, not to make actual health care decisions that best fit the person involved. Now, now if I can go, let's go ahead and jump in there, Pudgy. <laughs> yes, sir. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I look at this more from what, what did our founding fathers prescribe for us? And Obamacare, as it stands, is illegal in the sense that it violates the Tenth Amendment. Tenth Amendment simply says, if it is not in the Constitution, it belongs to the states and ultimately the people. Just like the TSA is by itself, doesn't have to do anything as an entity, as an entity violates the Fourth Amendment because it costs it causes us to be we're, we're supposed to have the right to be secure in our persons, our personal effects, as well as as well as our documents, and that's something that we do not have just just with this alone. So what my point is simply this: is that Obamacare is just a long list of the government intruding on the constitutional uh, constitutional rights of the American people with their consent. As Edmund Burke said, he said, those that do not learn from history will do, are doomed to repeat it. It's the, very, it's the very thing that Adolf Hitler talked about. It's the very thing that Joseph Stalin talked about. It's the very thing that Mao Zedong talked about. It's that they wanted, they wanted to have all this equality for everybody else. The problem is, is that once these people who get the consent of the governed get into power, they go out here and they say, yes, you'll get, the, you'll get the equality that we're talking about. We will make you all equally either poor or equally dead. See, the thing is, the thing is, is this. You know why they call it Obamacare? Because Obamacare, Obamacare, y'all know. <laughs> all y'all doing is attacking it. Y'all have no solutions, so y'all have some solutions. No, 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 sir, you have to understand something. I'm showing, I, I, I'm, my, my solution is that you would bring it to the states and let the states handle it according to what their needs are. That, that would be falling in line to the Tenth Amendment of the Constitution. It would not supersede the very document that the government is held accountable to. That's well, that, well, that, means that means all the black folks better move out of the red states then. No, the black folks the black folks need to do black folks the black folks need to do states rights and y'all talking about the constitution of states rights. States rights ain't nothing but you know why they put that in, uh, because of slavery and they trying to keep us y'all know what it is, they're trying to keep the federal government, you know, out of people's business so they won't help us and take care of us. Y'all talking about all the states' rights, similar to what y'all did by declaring the black man as, as two-thirds of a person. That's <laughs> Let me go ahead and speak to that. That's hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. Let me speak to that. I got to speak to that. I got to speak to that. What that What that simply means, sir, because you were highly been misinformed, that, that, that two-thirds clause that most people are highly misinformed of strictly, strictly came about from the southern states trying to make black people uh, 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 part of 
part of their representation in Congress as a full person. And Abraham Lincoln said, no, you can't do that. They would be counted as three-fifths of a person only as a census count. Get him. So that so, so wait a minute. Only as a census count so that you would have you would have the proper representation in Congress. For if they were counted hey, as a for excuse me, sir. 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 For if they were counted as a full person, then slavery would be com- would be completely locked in Congress, and no bill that would be the abolition of slavery would ever move to the floor of the Congress, for it would be instantly killed. It would have never existed. It would have never existed. Uh, exactly. Exactly. So um, that's so that's you're very eloquent, brother. So break down, squad, break down what that, you said in a nutshell, because brother, you lost me. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sure you lost some more of our listeners. Break down what you just said. What I'm saying is simply this: when it comes to three fifth clause that the gentleman was speaking about during the time of slavery, I, I, the can, Southern states. Can I try? Can I I've, try? Okay, you, you want to go ahead and try it, it, I got it if you don't. But go ahead. I, I, you know, y'all that. knock yourself the out. Argument, I, I can put it in plain the English argument for you. Was, the argument was, and it always has been, from the very founding of America, do we need an all-powerful government or can we rule ourselves? And they decided that we could rule ourselves. Now, when the three-fifths clause came in, you had abolitionists. Founding fathers, abolitionists who did not believe in slavery. And then you had those in the South who participated in slavery. So you had the two, (laughs) you got the two groups and they came and they was having this argument about how to count the slaves. So the people in the South said, we want to count the slaves as full people, even though they do not have voting rights. Correct. So they cannot vote as for their representative, but they can be counted as a full purpose as a full person on how many representatives each state gets. Okay, That's correct. So the people of the North said, "Okay, you think of your slaves as property." And you want to count your property. Well, if you can count your property, then we can count our property. So we'll count our desk. We'll count our chairs. We'll count our cows. We'll count. And then they were like, no, 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 you can't do that. And how can you count your property if we can't count ours? So So, it made it. Basically, what you're saying is basically. No, 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 no. Basically, basically. Basically, y'all been saying that so y'all been disenfranchising votes since back then. Is that what I'm hearing? Y'all not trying to let us count. Y'all disenfranchising back then. Same thing y'all doing right now, disenfranchising, voter ID stuff. Yep, I see what y'all trying to do. Y'all know what it is. Y'all can't hide it, man. Why y'all trying to hide it? You're right. I can't hide it because of people like you. I understand that you're just too dumb and incompetent to get an IP. I understand that your pocket is so thin. You didn't need to have it voted. I'm trying to if you complain about it, no, 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 no
are so disrespectful and we emotional, so on and so forth. I did not call you one name. Yeah. Now, did I call you a name? Yeah, you did, did call, I call him you a name. Yeah, you, you did well, kind of call him down. You kind of a name, but brother, don't be so sensitive. You implied it. Oh, my God. Come on, man. Obama just won the election. Obama just won the election. Yeah. I was Obama. I was in the process of muting all your guys' mics. I don't have Oh, what? Obama, all that? You still owe me an apology. I don't know. I don't. Oh, oh, man. Nah, bro. I you don't owe you an apology because I'm going to tell you why. Because you went there Uh-oh. before she did. Ooh. Yeah, you no, went there before she point. did. I don't, hey, no, 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 no. I don't know. I don't know what you was listening to. You must have an ear. Oh, what, what, this call is recorded. This call is recorded. And I know it's a, a whole bunch of listeners. Oh, who yeah. actually went there, bro. Okay, check this out. Can I get a mute for everybody? Uh, can I get a mute for everybody? Okay, they they muted you anyway. So now y'all got to listen to me. Um, Welcome, everybody, to the KRP Radio Show. It is official for the most part. I mean, I know the polls aren't all in, but it's looking like President Obama is the new re-elected president of the United States. So you can cheer. You can have a good time. You can celebrate whatever you need to do. I just need to get back on tags, folks, because this was a good time. We had a good time with this, but I really need to ask you guys this because what I'm seeing uh, is. Uh, my uh, my can we mute him? Can you? I appreciate it. Thank <laughs> you. But uh, yeah, so uh, what, what? What? Listen, here's what's going on, right? All right, shout out to President Obama. You know, you got your win on. Now let's see what we do. Um, I got a twofold question to you guys, and and I would ask that you could, you know, you can take as long as you like because I want you to get it out. But I think the first question is, and, I, and I'll come back and ask the second question, but the first question is, and I'm going to start with you, Kevin. Um, how do you guys define, with all jokes aside, how do you define a, a successful presidency? Because, and, and the reason I'm asking this is because there are a lot of people that voted for Mitt Romney, a lot of people voted for President Obama with no clarity. I've gotten no clarity from some of these folks who cast these ballots. All I'm hearing is that, you know, what this guy isn't going to do, the president is going to do. Or what the president has done, this guy isn't going to do. But there's nobody telling me by 2016 what they think should be done and how it should be done to best suit this country and themselves. So what do you guys feel like a successful presidency would be? How would you define that, Kevin? Well, when we look at, when we talk about um, presidents, the Republicans hold up. Ronald Reagan and the Democrats hold up Bill Clinton. Sure. And what they do is that they look at the success of, of what they did over there. So when we talk about jobs, Ronald Reagan created, I think it was either 21 million and Bill Clinton somewhere around there. But, you know, looking at success in terms of what they were able to accomplish working with the other party, because mm-hmm. one thing that people don't talk about is when Ronald Reagan was president, that that Tip O'Neill and them control Congress and the yeah, Democrats yeah, yeah. control Congress. Well, when Bill Clinton was president, Republican. So we we're able to see that they that they can work together. So to me, success is 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 is, is there's a lot of things that in the presidency, but right now everything is about the economy. Mm-hmm. Who's putting people back to work? Who's able to do it? You know, who's able to, you know, to 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 increase jobs, reduce poverty, education is better. Get rid of this. No child left behind nonsense and it's race to the top garbage that they got out there, you know. So to me, that's 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 success. It, it, it's 
it's improving the conditions of the economy. To me, that's 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 what that's what we're looking for. And we were able to see Ronald Reagan do that, and under Bill Clinton, do the same thing. I mean, I know that I know that every president they 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 do some things, but they also create problems. And that that's you know we can go into what Clinton did. We can go into what happened out of the Reagan years, so on and so forth. But um, you know, to me, I, I'm looking at what I'm looking for personally is 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 economic results because I believe that if you have a strong economy. Uh, things that you do, economic-wise, that it will it will it will it will positively affect the social issues. So when we talk about single parent rate in the black community, we're talking about abortions in the community. We're talking about the high dropout rate, the high incarceration rate, the high poverty rate. If we can if we can make economic conditions better, some of those things will 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 be reduced. Like with the black community, I'll say this last thing, and I'll shut up. But like the black community, when we look at during during Black Wall Street era, um, uh, prior to the Civil Rights Act being passed, the Civil Rights Act and the Voting Rights Act being passed, forty percent of the black community was was small business owners, which which and then it was about eighty percent was two parent households. So what we see is that if the economic conditions are straight, the social the social conditions will be straight and vice versa. So to me, that would be uh, what what a successful uh, presidency would look like. That's cool. I, I I can definitely respect that, and I can definitely take some notes on that too. Um, I, I doubt that we get those kind of uh, specific specific <laughs> excuse me specifics from people, but uh, I definitely appreciate you giving it out, and I hope some people are taking notes of that. Um, original, let me let me go to you next, my brother. What what do you think? I think what Obama has done, you know, of course, you know how I feel about government and whatnot, but in terms of since the question has been posed. Um, he's already done a lot already as far as Obamacare goes. I'm not in the full agreement with it, but just the fact that that this is this is going to take place now, people are actually living longer now, which is, means that mo- a lot of us are going to have to go back to school because you're going to have more people in the medical field. So, and with this whole energy thing that he's doing as well, you know, every person has a legacy, as the gentleman mentioned before, and I think that's what Obama will be known for. He's going to go down the books as far as, um, you know, Bringing back the the, the the automotive you know industry, you know the Obamacare, and uh, this energy thing that he's that he's really pushing right now. So it's definitely we need. I agree with that, brother. With a strong economy, you can do anything. It just has to get back to the states, though. That's America. Not, you, That's the backbone of America. I just I just want to ahead. ask you a question. When you said the energy thing, I'm sorry to cut you off, though. But what what do you mean by the by the energy thing that he's doing? You said that was a good thing. Well, well he's he's I'm, pushing, yeah, he's he's pushing a lot for like uh, I was reading somewhere last week. He's really pushing for like uh, like not using so much fossil fuels now, solar energy, that type of thing, you know. And there's supposed to be like a whole a whole push, I guess, this this, this next term or whatever, as far as like solar he has, energy. And, he has spent yeah. billions and billions of dollars. Bankrupting solar companies. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then he said, and then he said, hey, back in 2008 or 2009, if I'm not mistaken, he said, under my energy policy, um, energy prices will go up. Your light bill will be more. Yeah, so he was right in that. I can't call him a liar because yeah. my <laughs> power bill went through the roof. My uh, my gas prices through the roof. So he wasn't lying. He was telling the truth. So what, I was well, he, what he said in order. I don't see that as a good energy policy. 
He said in order to get where we need to go in the future that we will have to pay for these energy costs and people won't like it, he said. He said we need to move towards nuclear energy and people won't like that as well because it's going to cost more to get there. Those were his words. And And you know what? There's there's, there's things that... Go ahead. Go ahead. We're at a point in America where America just made a choice. <clears throat> and I'll and I'll tell you I am disheartened by it, but it at some point it's it's like it's like a child, and you keep telling a child if you do this, it's gonna happen. If you do this, it's gonna happen. If you do this, it's gonna happen. And at some point, you don't see the child do it. You're not paying attention when the child does it. And they realize why the hell you kept telling them no. And that's where we are right now. We're at the point where America is getting ready to realize why so many of us were saying no. And the only question is, can are we is America strong enough? to withstand it. We are going to learn a lesson, and we have decided that we are going to learn that lesson the hard way. And we can talk about the economy. We can talk about um, Obamacare. We can talk all about all of that. But we have to understand the choice we just made. And the choice we just made, we just said we want a government to take care of us rather than having freedom. And I doubt many Americans know the sacrifice that they just made and the price that it will cost them in the future, not just in the aspect of all the financial stuff, the health care stuff, the regulation stuff, the devastation of small business, the bankruptcy oh, sunny, of sunny, the sunny, 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 me, you and Pudgy? We're going to be out of here. I'm not going to deal with this. What's going on here? I'm not dealing with this madness. I'm out. Disciple no, one. Let me, let me get Disciple no, one's no, no. take on this, man, because hey, I, I, he's, he's a, he's a very, uh, yeah. Can we, just for one second, can we point out the fact that that was Kevin making fun like that? Yeah, because Disciple One, that was Kevin Daniels, man, president of the Frederick Douglass Foundation, black Republicans, by the way. Because I was laughing and acting rather ridiculous, and I will make sure that your listeners know that I knew it was him. So that's why I said the things I did and acted the way I acted. It was particularly because I knew it was him. So I just wanted to point that out because that was kind of hilarious. I got something. I got two words I want to say: dual citizenship. Yeah, that's where we go. <laughs> You can believe that. That's that's where we're going. Here's what I think, man. And I I'm I'm not even gonna front. Like you know, America has made us a choice. That's cool. You know what? We we've decided do what you do. And I'm you know I'm not pissed off about it at all because I to be honest, I didn't expect Mitt Romney to win. I I personally believe from a spiritual standpoint, and people can take this for what it's worth or or like it or not. I personally believe that we're at the doorsteps of uh, the great prophecy. I think That's we're at right. the doorsteps of it. I, I don't think there's a there's a person, there's a president, and nobody can uh, turn this around. I, I think it's inevitable. Um, you know, a friend of mine well, asked me. Well, you, since you're hitting that point, then, 
the shooting that point, and this is a strong thing to say, is this, mm-hmm. by, is this Babylon? Absolutely. Well, I'm okay, sorry. Then, we'll, then, we'll be instru- then we, we, we've been instructed to do what from Babylon? Leave Vac- Babylon, right? Leave, yeah. So vacate. why are we trying to fix? Why are we trying to fix everything in Babylon? We know this place is corrupt. Hey, pudgy. You did? Yes, sir. <laughs> this is this is really good. And being known as as the disciple one, I will go ahead and and uh, speak on this uh, from definitely a biblical point of view. Yeah, I was waiting for and, you to come on this, one, my brother. Please do. So, and and I agree with everybody with what they're saying. Um, but I will go ahead and remember, let's go ahead and put this in a biblical context. In 1 Samuel chapter 8, in verse 5, and this is kind of, this parallels what happened uh, tonight. Um, the the Israelites basically told Samuel that they they wanted a king to rule over them and not to have the judges rule over them because in verse 3 that the judges were perverted and uh, taking bribes, etc., etc. So Samuel went to God in verse 6 and basically petitioned him and says, this is what the people want. God said to him in verse 7, you can look this up in 1 Samuel chapter 8, and verse 7, God said that, uh, Samuel, don't worry about it. If they didn't reject you, they rejected me that I would not rule over them. Kind of like, kind of like what you saw in the Democratic National Convention. Mm. And you know so, what? Those are the same. I'm gonna say this, bro. Them is the same people. Them people you talk about in the Bible. That's us. Exactly. That, that's, that is the parallel I'm making. That is the parallel I'm making. It is us, and we have we have as a nation, we have rejected we have rejected God as a people, and now I'm, a, I'm in agreement. And now and we the wrath of right. God. Is about yep. ready to fall upon this nation. Now yeah, we I'm gonna tell you what, Pudgy. Everybody's not gonna make it. This race ain't designed for everybody to make it. You know, and like I've been talking to you about this now for a year, over a year. Yeah. Bro, you got mm-hmm. to make friends for your family, Sonny. You got to make friends for your family. Anybody that's listening, we out of here. This place. Do you realize the the things that they have in place? The instruments of cruelty they're going to use. Well, we're, know, we're looking at it. Already, we voted on it. It's called health care. That's that's one of them. No, 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 no. Man, no, I'm no, talking it, it gets no, even more than this that. This goes beyond health care. Oh, oh, yeah, I'm no, this out I definitely know that. Way beyond health care. I definitely know that. I definitely know oh, that. Oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely oh, yeah. beyond health See, 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 I see these things. I live in, I live in, I live in Oklahoma City, man, where I'm seeing it go down, and I can't reveal all my sources and everything, and I'm not even going to go into all that. These people have major, major, not regular, regular plans for us, for black people. The concentration camps are real. They're set up. Very. And I'm not even going to say that you're going to be able to escape because it's, it's parallel things. There's war going on all over the globe. But if you think that you're going to sit here and things are going to be just as, as they are, it's not happening like that. And they will round you up for the sake of public health. There will be so many different issues. People forgot about I laughed about it. I was watching Kanye say George Bush doesn't care about black people. We forget so fast about what happens to us, man. We are the most docile, most forgive, quickest forgiving people I've ever seen. I think God created. I know Sir, that. I, I know that. Just, I don't if, think that. I know If that. I could just say something just real fast, just real fast, and you right. can finish your point. 
let's not forget it was Barack Obama who voted against aid for Katrina. Go ahead. Yeah, no yeah, one knows yeah, that I, though. Yeah. People don't. People, I, I just want to throw that in. Just want folks throw that don't in. research hey, things I'm like a, that I'm because tell you like those, this. those things don't matter. I, I don't to believe. People. I don't believe. I don't believe in world government. I don't believe in federal government. Local government. You might get an alderman on the east coast to get your pit bull. Where I live in the country, we got city councilmen. They might get a tree cut down out of your yard. But by, by the time that stuff gets to Washington, the bankers are controlling all that anyway. Sure. Now, and I'm, now I'm a firm believer in getting your money. This is a capitalist society, so you got to have money. Plane tickets cost money. Passports cost money. Mortgages cost money. Motorcycles, gas, that stuff costs money. And I believe in having. Uh, I believe it, as a man, you need to be set by. That means you need to be having some things. If you're not, what are you doing? Let me let me but, retract for a second. Let, let me go back for a second. Speaking on on the uh, election here, President Obama has wrapped it up. Okay, he's won. Um, let me ask y'all this. Where do we go from this point on? Where, where do we go from here? The president has won. We, we pretty much know what his plans are in terms of uh, fixing the economy and fixing America and making America a better place. I, I mean, I, I've seen him say a few things. I, I could probably babble off a few things that he said. But, but where do we really go from here as a people? Uh, how does, does things get better? Can I jump in there, uh, Putty? Yeah, this is for anybody. Okay. Uh, things are going to get much worse. Much worse. <laughs> that's, the, that's the first thing I'm going to tell you. So how do we prepare for this? First, th- first thing we need to do, get your spiritual house in order. If right. you don't have a relationship with God, you better get one like right now. Those who do have a relationship with God, you need to repent to them and get right with them right now. That's Man. a that that's number one. Number two, it try as much as you can to get out of debt. Try as much as you can to get rid of your credit card debt. Tell them why they need to get out of debt. debt though. Don't tell them. What, don't just make tell them why they need to get out of debt because debt is getting ready to be a crime in America. Well, not just a crime in America, but you have to you have to understand. We have been we we have been feeling the political. Earth, Let's put it this way: like a natural earthquake, when when a natural earthquake happened, you remember the remember back in uh, when the, the earthquake happened in Fukushima, Japan, and you saw the humongous right. tsunami. Well, we've been we've been we've been we've been feeling economic earthquakes, and an economic tsunami is about ready to hit this nation, and it's about ready to hit this nation in in the work in the ways of hyperinflation in the ways of the devaluation of the currency, which means the dollar that you have in your pocket won't even buy the bubble gum that you have in your other pocket. And, and on, and on top, and on top of that, you, and on top of that, things will start to be uh, confiscated. That'll be, that goes off into a whole nother subject. But the first thing you want to do is get out of debt for anyway, for the Bible says that you owe no man nothing but to love him. That's right. Second, second thing, get out of any type of personal debt, credit card debt, mortgage debt. Try to get as debt free as you possibly can, as as feasibly as you can. Don't don't rob Peter to pay Paul. Get out of debt as quick as you can. So first thing is, re- get your spiritual house in order. Second thing is, get your financial house in order. Third thing, 
stock up on as much food and non-perishable items as you possibly can because there because the way the way the economy works especially in retail they do what's known as just in time delivery so basically they have enough enough items on on stock on hand for maybe about a week or two and then every one or two weeks just in time the truck will come and they'll get their deliveries what will happen is is that gas prices will will skyrocket and you will you will see a you will see a a financial and an energy crisis hit this nation once that happens the uh the retailers will not be able to store the, will not be able to uh have stock on hand because most of their stock is done by truck and which takes fuel and costs money to run so most people won't have it so the stuff will sit so this is when you're going to start to see your riots and then when that starts to happen then the then the president can walk in there and institute martial law, claiming that he's really sitting there for the people. Right. You, and the, the way they're doing it, they're going to have all the not-for-profits, like the churches, little community organizations. They're going to hand-feed them food, and people are going to be standing in line. History always does repeat itself. You'll be standing in line with your nice shoes on and your safety atoms waiting for a bowl of soup and a piece of cheese and bread to take back home to your wife. You better believe That's what's it. going down. It's going to be the it's well, going to be the depression all over again on steroids. This right. the, the, the simple fact is America has asked for this, and yeah, it's 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 really at this point. I I just say get on your knees, get on your knees, make sure you are right, <laughs> make sure you are right. Walk around with God on as your shield. <laughs> Always walk around with him as your shield. We are at the point where we will, we will, I, 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 don't, I do not understand what makes us think that we are so special, what makes us think that we cannot be touched. And for so, that is what the American people think. They think that we cannot be touched, and we are going to be touched. Everything he said, the energy price, the food price, and you're not even paying attention to what the weather has done to our crops over the last year. Who cannot lie? Who cannot lie? Who cannot lie? God is a man that he cannot lie. Know the son of man that you can repent. Exactly. Understand this. Understand this. Nobody, nobody, everybody is tired of America. Nobody wants to trade with her anymore. She's done. Okay, but people don't want to hear this. No, no, no. I'm not not going there. I'm not going there because I know one thing. I know one thing that's left. I know one thing that's left. What's that? That in the end, you can't remain silent. And that's the, and that is the point. No, no other nation has saved itself. And I'm not I'm not walking into it with rosy colored um colored glasses like 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 it's <laughs> like I just see this rosy scenario coming out at the end. But we will have to suffer the consequences of our actions, a hundred percent, without a shadow of a doubt. 
The question is, will we stand afterwards? And I don't care what the what I I, I assume the end result will be. I will be a fighter until my last breath is gone from my body. And and that and that's just the simple fact of of the matter. And I saw it as as one of the guys quoted um the um the ambassador um no the um Navy the former Navy SEAL that was killed in Benghazi and his father quoted it mm-hmm. and he said it is better and I know many people have quoted it before but coming from him as fresh that it is better to die a hero than to live as a coward and. So regardless of what is coming, and you have to prepare yourself, you have to watch out for your family, but you have to be willing to fight. And, and like, right now, as a fighter myself, I'm processing that tomorrow is the day after. And even though I know that we are going to suffer the consequences, it doesn't mean that I'm not going to stand up and punch the bully in the mouth, so... That's well, you shouldn't have to punch the bully in the mouth. You, have, you shouldn't have to punch the man in the mouth. You'd have TME stand in line to punch the bully in the mouth for you. That's what it's going to take <laughs> with our people is for the men to stand stand up. Now the, they got to uh, pull uh, their pants up and stand up. Period. Now point point. Went, let me go ahead and just just share with you and cite the source of why that does not happen. The reason why that does not happen stands in the pulpit every Sunday morning at eleven o'clock. And the reason why I said that is because the Johnson Amendment is still in play. And they have to go out here and get rid of it. Why? Because Disciple One, you're breaking up on us, brother. I'm only hearing every other word. Up, the government works. Yeah, we can't, we can't, we can't decipher you, disciple one. I don't, I don't know what's going on, man. Maybe it's the feed or the connection or something like that. But I'm barely getting what you're saying. I'm, it's choppy, and I, I really didn't hear anything you, hear you just said. Now, Pudgy, now, Pudgy, this is Pudgy. Let me say yeah, this real quick. Now. Pudgy, this is what we're gonna you need. You can hear me now. The, that program, yeah, that program that you have, mm-hmm. the program that you have, you know, you man, you gotta get it on the road, man. You gotta get to the, you gotta get to some cities. You do. Yeah. You just, you have. To, what is what 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 can you do? What can be done? Uh, the, the funding's gonna have to be there. You, you gotta get to some, some some cities, man, and talk to our people, man, and meet with the people, man. Get into these communities. That's Come funny to you say that. Go to Tallahassee. That's, huh? that's funny you say that because we we got a tour plan for next year called Push. Um, man, you know where all different worlds collide together. I mean, we're we're going from entertainment in any, any kind of industry and in working industry. You name it. We got healthcare professionals who have joined the team, and uh, it's going to basically be a seminar called Push, and we hope to push people in the right direction, giving them inside information on how they can help themselves. You know, we got doctors in this. We got a couple lawyers who's down with the team, and we're just going to get on the panel, and we're going to open our open our hearts, man, open our mouths, and ho- open our ears, and hope to hope to inspire somebody and push somebody to the edge to doing something right instead of pushing somebody to doing something wrong. So. You know, that's what we got planned for next year, man, trying to get sponsors together and things like that. But we have dates planned. First one will be on Martin Luther King's birthday in Wilson, North Carolina, but I'll get more information out there to that. 
on real Great. soon. Wonderful. And yeah, the same thing is that 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 we have, like I said, we have fighters. And before, a lot of us weren't mobilized, and a lot of us are just learning. Like um, everything comes as a learning process, and we we have seen how everyone else. Okay, let me speak personally for myself. Mm-hmm, go ahead. Me. Me being around the people that I've been around in the last couple of years, I I see how they work, and I see the efficiencies they have, and I see what will work in in a scenario to take to take to shape my message the way my, I would want my message to be represented, so to speak, and certain things that they do that I'm like I would never do that. I would, you know what I'm saying? I would. That would be like the worst freaking possible idea. Some of their panel topics, some of their um, get this. Some of the things they do, I just be looking at it and shaking my head. It's not something that I think would be appetizing or appealing to a more urbanite community. So mm-hmm. you have a new group of people who have just come in and are starting to learn these things. You know, we're just learning how to maneuver with the sponsors. We're just learning how to um, how to pick up um, new people to endorse us and to introduce us to other groups and spreading out our social network and spreading out our web. The left has these areas entrenched, you know what I'm saying, and it's just taking us time to get our roots in to, um, to make it stick. So I'm excited to see even though I know what we're up against. And like I said, my rose-colored glasses are not on, even though I know what we're up against. I'm excited to see what the people who survived slavery can come up with. I'm excited to see what the people who survived um, uh, segregation Oppression, in the South. Suppression. Yeah, I, I want to see what we are capable of when once again we are smacked down because that's but what's I, coming. I said it, I said and, it once, and the point and is, I, I said it once, we have picked and I'm ourselves up before. Listen, Sonny, I'm say, I said it once, I'm going to say it again. And it may sound heartless, it may sound cruel, but this race is not designed for everybody to make it. You cannot and save somebody from themselves. It, it doesn't mean Let's, that everybody... Hold on, you, did, you, did, you, you re-interrupted my last words. You cannot save someone from themselves. Everybody don't want to be saved. Mm. Understand and that. Play, and you get you get zero argument from me because I have told <laughs> more than a few people during this election cycle, I understand exactly why you're a Democrat, and that party is made specifically for you. You know, because you want to be ignorant. You want to be lazy. You want to be taken care of. And some people are just like that. But there is a segment that voted for this, that are hardworking, that value what they have. Those are the ones that are getting ready to get smacked. I'm not talking about the ones that we will always have the useless among us. They will always be there. The takers will always be there. What I want to see is what the people who are meant to be creators do when they get slapped, 
we have brought ourselves back before. We have done it before. And in bringing ourselves back, we brought this country back. Can we do it again? Can we do it again? Or will Hispanics do it this time? Or will, you know, will, will some other group step up and fill the void that we have always filled in America? We built it and we saved it time after time. Where is that pride to do and mock what our ancestors did? We walk around talking about black this and black that, but look at the history of what we have done. Can we do that? I'm a, we I'm can. A, I'm a, I'm people that are willing to fight for it. We can if we repent. And hmm. repent hard, hard. But I don't under, think. But understand don't... this. Understand this. If order flows from the top down, repentance does not flow from the bottom up. And in addition, and that's a big statement because also we got to remember uh, a man who don't view themselves as immoral or unwise will never consider themselves wrong. So you're very likely to get people who assume that they're correct and they're not going to repent no matter what you say they're still not going to repent because they don't well, view themselves as being wrong. Hang on, guys. i gotta get, I, I got to get another call in here. I'll, I'll let you make and a comment. That start, that unfortunately, Pudgy, that starts in the pulpit. It does. I think yeah. you're right about that. I, I like three, three, his brother. 336, three, three, uh, last no, week, I just ate on two. Sorry? I don't know, folks, man. I, I'm just... I'm sitting here and and I'm taking everything in what you guys say, and um, all I can say is welcome to a new day again. You know, welcome to a, I another. I want to say this real quick, but well, well, he, the comment that he made about getting provisions ready. If yeah. you don't have provisions for your family, if you don't have water, now, this is somebody that works in services. Now, this is I'll let y'all know that much about me. If yeah. you don't have provisions set aside for your family, you are going to be hungry. I don't care where you think you're at in, in America. They are letting you know right, right now that they don't have the, they don't have the provisions to take care of you and your family. Mm-hmm. Well, on your own. So we're talking we're, we're and, talking about and, you know. That yeah. goes to Charlotte. That goes to you and what you have with Charlotte on your show and the and the the, the money saving and and the stocking up and and the getting ahead of time and the getting as much as frugality we yeah. learned hey P what you say I've been conservative since I was reading using paper bags paper for trash, trash. <laughs> word up I'll never let nobody define conservatism for me because I know what it is. That I don't... is what's coming. Word up. Frugality is coming. Frugality is coming. Having to tell your kids no, no. is coming. Having to tell no, your kids. you can't have it. No. Because <laughs> they haven't heard. No. Yeah. You not you you not caring about having the best car by having a car to get you from point A to point B, that is coming. You understanding that I'm going to Walmart because I can do all my shopping in one place so I don't have to drive around, that's what's coming. You see what's happening with electricity prices, and they want everybody to have public transportation. Look what happened when the storm came in New York and they shut down all public transportation.
transportation. Yeah. They are setting you up to be trapped like rats. And if you cannot survive frugality, if you cannot, like you said, understand, forget buying the Jordans and buy extra water, buy extra cereal, buy extra canned goods. Even if we, even if we end up being wrong, so what? All you got is extra food. You're you're not, you know, not only that, you're going to you're going you're going to need tools. You better get you some hand tools. You better have your wheelbarrow. You better have you you better have access. You better have another house to go to besides your house because cities are artificial. Everything's piped in or brought in. So if you don't have any survival skills, you're short. And I just want to read off. Nice way of putting it. <laughs> I just want to read off these results uh, right here uh, for you guys that are that are wondering, you know, how this race went down in the uh, senatorial race. Um, Arizona. I, I'm gonna be boring here for a second, folks. But you know, I, I got I owe this to some people who listen to the oh, show. Yeah, go ahead, bro. Go um, run it, run it, run it. Arizona. Richard Camona, 45. percent I'm sorry. Uh, loses to Jeff Flake, Republican. Uh, let me just say it like this. Republicans have taken – that ain't going to work either. I'm sorry. I got, I'm getting notes from my producer who's not even producing tonight right here on the show. says I got to read it off. Dianne Feinstein <laughs> defeats Elizabeth Imkin in California. Uh, Chris Murphy defeats Linda McMahon in Connecticut. Delaware, the Democrats take it 66%, 29%. Winner Thomas Carper. Uh, let's see, Florida, Bill Nelson, 55%, which is the incumbent, of course. We all know that. Connie Mack takes an L, 42%. Connie Mack. Hawaii, no results in from Hawaii yet. Maine, uh, it's looking like Cynthia Dill has lost to Charles Summers. Uh, Republicans take that seat. That's that's surprising. That No, that can't be right. Agnes Is that Agnes King? Agnes King takes that seat with 54% of the votes. That's official. Uh, Maryland, we have Ben Cardin. The incumbent takes that with 54%. Massachusetts, oh, man. Scott Brown, the clown, takes an L to Elizabeth wow. Warren. See what happens when you let go of the Tea Party. Elizabeth Warren takes that with 53%. He got what he was looking for. Michigan, <laughs> Debbie, I'm just saying, man. Yeah, Michigan, no, just... <laughs> um, Michigan, Debbie, Debbie Stab now, uh, 57% of the votes. She takes that a million three. A million three. That's, that was a big turnout right there. In Minnesota, Amy Clark, somebody help me out with that. Clarvin Cow, Clarvin Charles, the Independent. I never could pronounce the name. Clarvin she takes Charles, it. You got it. Yeah, she she takes it sixty four percent. Mississippi, <laughs> Albert Gore takes the L to Roger Wicker, the incumbent, fifty eight percent. In Missouri, Clara McCaskill, fifty three percent win over Todd Aiken. Montana, John Tester, fifty four percent win over Denny uh, Railberg. Uh, Nebraska, Bob Carey takes the L to Dev Fisher. Of course, we knew. I think most folks knew about that in uh, Nebraska. In Nevada, Shirley Berkeley takes uh oh, she actually beats uh, Den Heller, uh, the incumbent. That's an upset. Shirley Berkeley wins with 47% of the votes in Nevada. Uh, actually, she received 311,000 votes. That, 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 that wasn't expected. Uh, New Jersey, Bob Mendez, of course, takes a win. Um, New Mexico, Martin Heinrich takes a win in New Mexico. In New York, Kristen Gilbrand, the incumbent, takes a win, of course, with 2.5 million votes. That was unexpected. I thought it would be closer than that. 70 to 29. Whew. What a, that, that, That's a crazy defeat right there. Uh, North Dakota, Heidi 
I can't pronounce that. Heidi Hagenkap and Rick Berg are deadlocked at 50% of the votes, but it looks like uh, Rick Berg is winning by, it looks like 10 votes. Wow. Yeah, it looks like 10 votes, or maybe that's 1,010 votes. I'm sorry. 1,510 votes, my bad, uh, right now. So they're, they're still counting, of course. Uh, Sherrod Brown, the incumbent in Ohio, 49% with 2 million votes, uh, 2 million three. Pennsylvania, Bob Casey, the incumbent, takes a win. We knew that at 54 votes, even though they had a third-party uh, candidate who got 2% of the vote. Uh, Rhode Island, Sheldon Whitehouse, of course, the incumbent, 65% of the votes. We all knew that. Tennessee, Mark Clayton takes the L to Bob Corker, uh, the incumbent, 65% of the votes. In Texas, Ted Cruz gets the gets the W at 57%. Utah, Orrin Hatch uh gets the W sixty three percent. These are incumbents folks. We 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 everyone expected them to win. Now here's the twist. In Vermont they did not have a Democratic candidate in Vermont, uh, but they did have a Republican candidate in two uh looks like independents, Bernie Sanders in the incumbent. Yeah, Bernie, he won. won. He has seventy one percent of the votes. That was a that was a slaughter. Uh in Virginia, Timothy Kane fifty one percent of the votes with the win. In Washington DC, Maria Cantwell, the incumbent of course Fifty nine percent of the votes, Democrat holding that down. West Virginia, Joe Manchin, sixty one percent of the votes. Wisconsin, Tammy Baldwin. Whoa. Do you guys understand what that is? About that race in Wisconsin? Do you do you guys know the importance of that race in Wisconsin? Or uh what what was history was at stake with that? Tammy Baldwin makes the first openly gay elected official into the Senate. Uh Tammy Baldwin with fifty percent of the votes, losing to Tommy Thompson. Uh, with 47%. Babylon, Babylon, Babylon. <laughs> and uh, last but not least in Wyoming, uh, John Barrasso, 76% of the votes, even though they had the third party, they got 3% of the votes. He wins with 146,000 votes. Uh, this was the Senate race, folks. I think there were uh, how many seats they had to swing with? 12, 6 or 12 seats or something like that. I don't, I don't even remember right now. I'm so twisted trying to read off all those names that I didn't know. Um, I think it was six seats that were in play, though, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, the Democrats have taken those seats. So uh, we'll get the House seats read off in here in just a little bit. But I just want to get back to you guys. It's 11.58 p.m. Thank you for listening to the KRP Radio Show, 619-638-8559. President Obama has taken the presidency once again. What does that mean to you all? Well, I already told you what it means and how I feel and what we get ready to face. <laughs> but my and that my race, my 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 um Senate campaign race, George Allen and um Tim Kaine and Tim Kaine wins uh, wins the Senate race. You have in Virginia like this weird dichotomy because. In Northern Virginia, everybody is wealthy. Everybody is wealthy. I live in Northern Virginia, and it's, like, ridiculous to live up here because all of the government money is up here. Mm-hmm. All of the government money is up here in contractors, in in, in um, weapons plants, in, in Pentagon work, and in, in people who work in Washington, D.C., but don't live in D.C., so they trans um, they, they go back and forth. Mm-hmm. So, so much money is up here. And with sequestration getting ready to come through, we're going to lose so much money in Northern Virginia. 
and so much money in southern, in southern Virginia where we have Norfolk and our, our large military, our naval base. We have a huge naval base in Norfolk in Virginia. Mm-hmm. We just voted against our own self-interest in my state. We have coal wow. country in 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 the southwest of my state. It's all coal, but because of the government money that is in Northern Virginia and the power and the strength and population that brings, all of Southern Virginia basically bears the brunt of what Northern Virginia does, and it says it in a win for Tim Kaine. Wow. What's that mean with the defense? With I mean, there's a lot going on with defense, according to the president. Our He's going to cut state in, in is defense. Going to and... be devastated. Virginia, we have one of the lowest um, unemployment rates in America, and it's because of the government jobs. It's because we are a military state. Because we have basically the Pentagon stationed in Virginia. We have. Quantico in Virginia. We have Fort Lee. We have um, we have the the base down at Norfolk. We have we are a military state, and we are going to be devastated. The other part of our our, our state is coal. We are going to be devastated. We have no other industries in Virginia that will hold our economy to the place where it is held now. And I am telling you, America, when you wake up tomorrow, realize you are in a new America. And it is not the same America that it was. Remember how you played a little game when you look back on your youth and you try to remember how things were and how they're different from today? If you keep a journal from today, for the next 10 years of your life, you will be able to write the story about how America changed because it's happening today. It happened today. It didn't even happen with the first election of Obama. It happened today when we doubled down on it. If you started today, you see them three times they booed God. Three times they booed God. And today they were reelected. Today will be the day that you see the change in America. Tomorrow you wake up to a different America. And that's a reality. And God reality said, mar- and like God said marriage, marriage is between a man and a woman. How about that? Marriage is between a man and a woman. Not a woman and a woman, and not a man and a man. Well, it looks so, like yeah. um, also, cool. just, just to let you guys know, you know, all my my North Carolinians out there, uh, that Pat McCrory has taken his seat for governor here in North Carolina. Republican Pat McCrory has been elected as the governor in uh, North Carolina. We're still waiting official results from the lieutenant governor's race. The last we checked, the last update that I have is that it was locked 50-50, a difference of 200 votes or, or less than 200 votes. So uh, we're just trying to get more information about that. I just got a message out, and I'm waiting to hear a response back from that. Disciple one, what were you about to say before I rudely interrupted you, sir? Sorry. No, no, you're good. You're good. You're good, Pudgy. All I was, all I'm gonna say is that uh, I agree with Sonny, uh, but I would probably put a little bit more emphasis on it and say that 
we're gonna we're not only gonna see a new America. The Constitution as we know it is gone. Yes. Right. Remember, yes. remember right. what Barack Obama said. After I'm elected, I will have more flexibility. And he said, "I will fundamentally change America." He fundamentally. Well, he was saying that before. He was saying that in his first term, before he even got yes. elected. Well, see, what, that's, what does that's, that mean, though, y'all? What, what, what does that mean? I'll tell you what that means. I'll tell you what that means. There's people I'll out here that... What, look, let me, let me get it mean. out for the for the folks who don't know, though. Let me, let me just get this out. And hold that thought just one second, one second longer. What does that mean, number one, that fundamentally change America? And two, what does that mean by I'll have more flexibility? Now, I have my own reserve, reservations. But I, you know what? I, I'm not, I don't even want to be the one tonight. I just want Let's to know what to you guys. Let, well, let the cyber from, one go. From, first, from the, fundam- from the fundamental, I, I'm, I'm going to, I have to go. So I want to drop this one on you, and then I'll I'll leave the graces of y'all to discuss. <laughs> All right, go ahead, son. But the fundamental change was the one we talked about earlier, where we go from creators to those who want to be created for and and that is the fundamental it, it is an attitude it is a state of mind it is the idea that this country was built on and that is why we say that the constitution just vanished and not even so much of the document itself cuz the document is there but the idea the spirit the the basic Belief that we could govern and rule ourselves mm-hmm. has just been voted down by the American people, and that is the fundamental change. The spirit of what the Constitution meant is different today than what it was before. And what we people all want have to, come to deal to, with it. What people wanted to come to this country for and work the thing yes. that's done. That is done, and, and 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 the only question, like I said, and leave it with this: the only question left now is, will we be standing when the dust settles? And if we don't repent, if we don't get on our knees, remember that God created us. He is the one that we worship. We don't worship at the government, at the altar of government. We worship at the feet of Christ. If we do not remember that, if we do not bring ourselves back to that, the only people we can blame, at some point we cannot blame the politicians. You can no longer say that it is the politicians' fault. You cannot blame a Democrat. You cannot blame a Republican. Matter of fact, I'm at the point now where I don't blame a Democrat candidate anymore. No more will I blame a Democrat candidate. If the American people, if the American people will not fight for this country, then I cannot be surprised to see this country fall. And that's the point where I have to leave You you keep saying if and an if. It's already emotion. I'm a fighter. Then, you can't. So you can't. The whole, the whole you if, say, the whole repentance, the repentance, the repentance, the, the repentance needs to be done say, for you and your family. 
But for this country, what it's done. No, it's done. This is done. This we're we're living in Sodom and Gomorrah. Before you leave, before you leave, Sonny. Before you leave, Sonny. I don't know before why everybody's trying to be so politically correct and not excited about it. We are living in Sodom and Gomorrah. Sir, I'm not being nice at all. It is not political correctness. It's the point of... What are you going to do when everything is falling around you? Are you going to, it's nice to say, yes, I want to make sure that I am taken care of and that my family is taken care of, but those that are lost will need people there. You know what I'm going to do? You ask the question. You ask the question. Excuse me, Pudgy. I'm going to get my black ass out of here is what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to do. And any of my family that don't want to come, listen, listen. And any of my family that don't want to come and that's not smart enough to come, that's on them. Children included. Sorry. Some people run and some people fight, and that just happens to be the difference. Fight for what? You're going to, listen, I'm going to fight. Listen, hold on a second. Thank you for letting me come on. You get the floor a lot. Let me see what I got to say. I'm going to fight fire and brimstone. Listen, I'm listen. I'm gonna fight fire and brimstone. Now, what sense does that make right there? Not just to you, but to anybody else that would say that. I'm gonna fight fire and brimstone. I'm gonna fight the I hand of know. God. I was wondering. I nah, was wondering nah, what David. I don't want to listen. I was wondering what David is not going to fight. Me leaving is not even through fear. Me, me, me leaving is for uh, for being obedient. We've been told to leave out of this land. You're, the warning signal is out. It's already been called. It's over. Mm-hmm. You've been commanded to leave out of this place. If you have to leave walking, mm-hmm. there has to be an exodus out of here. And if you don't get that as a black man in America, what are you doing? Good night, P. Thank you for letting me have time. I appreciate no it. And Thanks for coming through, sis. You know that. We love you, man. You know I love you. It is what I it is. Pray. Rough night. Hey, hi. I would soon. All right, love. So, nice, Disciple One, original. Huh. We're in the bonus hour, baby. We got we got another hour to burn, man. And I think this is a good conversation because I I think there's a lot I need to learn here. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I won't have that hour to burn with you. Then that and that's just real. No but doubt. Disciple One, I gotta say, brother, I've never talked to you before, but what you're talking about is on. Point. Thank you. Sir. Yes. yes. Thank sir. you, sir. Well, you know what? We'll schedule it. Let, let's let's reschedule. We'll, we'll reschedule <laughs> so we can talk about this again because you know I got things to do too, man. You know it is what it is. But but I will, but I will say this. I will say please. this. The reason the the source reason of why things are the way they are in America, it is not Democrat. It is not Republican. It is not liberal. It is not conservative. It falls it falls strictly on the shoulders of silent pastors. And the hey, reason why hey, and the brother. reason the reason why I say that is simply this. If you understand the definition of politics, not what we think it is, but what the definition is. the definition of politics is simply this. It is the promotion and the defense of a worldview. Now, that being said, there are only one of two types of worldviews you could have. You either have a biblical worldview or you have a non-biblical worldview. 
And a biblical worldview is simply your view of the world through the lens of Scripture. My question has and always has, always has been, why is it that those who stand in the pulpit at 11 o'clock every Sunday morning do not preach a biblical worldview of the stewarding of our rights that God has given us as much as the stewarding of our money that God has given us? You know why? Because they lie to our people. They quote I know the scripture, they, they close their Bible. They, they quote the scripture, then they close their Bible, and they philosophize, and then they sit on the floor show for 45 minutes and have exactly. the choir back them up, and everybody leaves feeling good, but don't exactly. even know why they feel good for Exactly. And that's why you That's why you have somebody like Joel Osteen, who's, pop, who's popped up and allowed his congregation to elect the first open lesbian mayor of Houston in 2009. What about this, what about the brother 200 miles down the highway from me, T.D. Jakes, the Potter's house? What about him? Come on, man. Get out of here with this. <laughs> we, come, to Oklahoma, come, come to Oklahoma, it's a church every five feet. Exactly. We literally have a, 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 a street a mile long. It's literally a church every 25, 30 feet from each other. Okay. Oh, they give me city ordinance here. Okay, but see, remember, we're talking about Oklahoma versus Texas. Two different, right. Two, how how things are run in Oklahoma, I do not know. How things are run in Texas, I have an idea. And the idea is, is when you have somebody like Joe Osteen, who has as much clout and political political and spiritual capital as he has, that would allow a open lesbian mayor to run his city of two and a half million people, there's a problem. There's a serious problem. And that's why I have an issue with a lot of these people who have, who call them, give themselves the title of pastor and really doesn't have no business being in the pulpit. But like I said, well, first, if, well my, if my whole thing is I don't I don't agree with women pastors. I don't believe that a woman should be up in the up in the pulpit on her cycle trying to teach to trying to teach or anyone over twelve years of age. People read the Bible, but they really don't believe what the Bible says. Well, the reason why they don't believe thing. it, they, well, sir, the reason they, why they, they don't put believe the it, and the butts in there. Yeah, but you know? the reason you can't the reason why they don't but God, you don't do yeah, that. But the reason why they don't believe it, sir, is because they don't see it. And the first person, oh yeah, they I believe that. Oh yeah, you're right about the, that. And the first person they need to see it is the one who stands in the pulpit, regardless of who, what gender they are. The first person they need to see it is in the pulpit, because that was that's what gives them credibility. Technically, the first person they should see it is in the home, but if the home is not right, at least where's the Bible say? Where's your wife supposed to learn it? Where's your wife supposed to learn it? According to the Bible. My she wife, supposed to learn it. Well, the Bible says she's supposed to learn at home from who? From me. From her husband. However, exactly. however, however, it needs to be reinforced in church. I'm not saying. See, see here's here's the issue with in, that. In the scripture, right? It's supposed to be reinforced through the scripture, right? Of course. But here's the, here's the thing that I'm going to say that, and I got and I got to jump off of here. Sure. But here here's the thing that I will say with that. The the biggest problem, and and it, and I'm going to point this directly at the black church because this is where we have our biggest problem. The black, the biggest problem is that the black church has to go to church to get a word from God, and what they should be doing 
is getting a word from God in their homes and getting it confirmed that they heard from God in the church that they attend. Well, I, I'm not, brother. I'm not a church goer. I don't go to church, but my, my my God is not confined inside any building. I didn't say it was. The, I didn't say that. I didn't say that at all. I know you didn't. I know you didn't. I'm just saying it for the record. That ain't me. Okay. I don't. I don't. And, I don't and, yeah. But understand something: that the word that you receive should be should be. Remember, Scripture says that out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, the word of God should be established. So you should be able to find if you've heard from God. You should be able to go ahead and find it. Number one in His Word, and then number two, there should be a there should be somebody that you trust spiritually that would bear witness I that do. that was the Word. And that there you is heard. someone. There is someone that I trust spiritually. And, and, there I'm, is not, and I'm, like I said, yeah. I'm not telling you. Yeah, and, I, and, I, and I'm not battling you. I'm just saying there is someone that I have. I've never divulged that, you know, publicly. And that's fine. But there and is I, someone I'm that, asking I, that I. Yeah. I never yeah. asked you to. I'm just saying I, that there should be someone there. <clears throat> that's all I'm saying. Well, I'm gonna take you to church, brother. When I get to Oklahoma, I'm coming through. I'm gonna scoop you up, and we going together somewhere. We gonna go holler at somebody. <laughs> Listen, man, it's been wonderful, fellas. It's been beautiful. The game is over, and uh, Obama's our president again. So let's rock. We gotta do what we gotta do. He gotta do what he gotta do. And you know, like I tell people, man, God is love. Love is God. No nothing changes that. I don't care who the president is. So. One love to you, my brothers. I appreciate you guys for rocking in tonight, man. And this is some very powerful conversation that um, that we're going to have again. No All doubt. Right. All right, hey, Budgie. Budgie. Hey, Budgie. Yeah. I want my T-shirt. Man, send me your address through Facebook message, brother. I got you. <laughs> I, can, I can actually get you one now. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll get you a T-shirt, brother, if you promise to promote the show I, for I me. I love this dialogue that we had tonight. I love, I love this dialogue we had tonight, brother. And sunny tonight. It was beautiful. Hey, man, it's, yeah. it's election night. You know, it's a little bit different. <laughs> Something's in the air. Oh, yeah. Different. Oh, yeah. Feels different. Hey, let's, 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 hey I want to say this, too. I think this sister has a beautiful spirit on the sunny. Let's all yeah. remember to keep her in our prayers. Yeah, her heart no is very heavy. Yo, yeah. I got, I got yeah, all y'all in my prayers, man. She, she wears her heart on the sleeve, man, because she loved that strong. So that, that's powerful to me. You know what I'm saying? And... I'm the right. same way, man. I love hard like that. My, you know, that's why I have very few close friends because I love so hard like that. Easily disappointed. But, you know. Yeah, right. Thanks, man. It is what it is. Shout out to you guys, man. You B.I.G. in my book. Try to get you guys some shirts out. Disciple One, I saw a message from you, brother. I don't know if one of my people deleted it or what happened, but resend it if you got it, man, and I'll get up with you too, brother. All right, man. Yeah, I'll right. definitely go ahead and do that. Blessings to you, my friend. Tell about the show, buddy. Tell about the show. You know it. Shout out to everybody out there in the KRP Radio land, man. You guys are B.I.G. in my book. Thanks for listening tonight. This was a very long, long-winded, full-of-substance show. And you guys rock with me to the end. And I definitely appreciate you guys listening to us through the bonus hour, all through the show. As I always say, God is love. Love is God. Don't forget, every Sunday, 8 p.m., we are on live. 619-638-8559. You can find us on Twitter, at symbol KIRP Radio Show, at symbol NC Pudgy. You can also find us on Facebook, facebook.com backslash KIRP Radio Show. I love being a black father. Add that to your Facebook. Love and Father Society, we are here. We're coming. Nothing can stop that. Not even President O'Drama. Shout out to President O'Drama, man. He got to win. I don't care who don't like that. All right, we out of here. Catch you guys on Sunday. One. Love.
K-I-R-P Radio! Real gon' recognize, real gon' recognize, real gon' recognize, real, real Only gon' recognize, still, still recognize, will Like we always do with this time I go for mine, I get to shine Now throw your hands up in the Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.